What's up, guys? Welcome to huh? Five sixty-eight. We're doing the thing. <laughs> We're doing the thing. We're doing the thing. Oh, What's up, okay. guys? Welcome to episode five hundred sixty-eight. I am your host. I am your host, Andrew. And I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. Head over to theshowradio.info. Once again, that's theshowradio.info and check out our past shows. While you're there, subscribe and tell a friend about the show. Daniela, the Game Awards recap. What is going on with you? Um, I watched. I watched it last night. Okay. And I was like, I don't know. I like what they did. I, I really actually liked it, what they did, what Jeff Geely managed to work out with this whole digital experience. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to make of it though. What I, I kind of, I, I guess I, I, I always look forward to it because he puts on such a good production and it's just fun to watch. Indeed. But yesterday, like it was fun to watch and it was, it was good. But then at the end, I was kind of, meh, it was okay. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to understand the energy you're giving off right now. So help me understand. <laughs> I get. I guess when it came like at the end of it, I I I really was not. I guess I, I I guess I wasn't really happy with I guess some of the people or some of the games that won. Like okay, so you, yeah, you gonna okay. Tell me, so so tell go me into that, that. Miles doesn't get anything. <laughs> okay, right, 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 right. So so yeah, so 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 yeah, so go in on that a little bit because I was actually surprised too. So so yeah. It's yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Like uh, after like some of the people, like okay, that's awesome. I I love the speeches and, but like you're gonna tell me that Spider Man doesn't get even one of them, or yeah. Ghost of Tsushima doesn't get one of them. Like how many did The Last of Us win? Like it was it was a good game, but it wasn't that good of a game. That's debatable, though, right? To, to- yeah, I mean. That's- that's subjective. Right. But I just... <sighs> I feel like uh, some of it just didn't, didn't even bother. It makes sense to me. I'm like, really? And I don't think I was the only one that felt that way. It's like, yeah, okay. I'm happy your, your team won this, but are really the best in this? I mean, did did you really outdo these other games? Ah, so what do you I think happened know. there? What do you think happened there? I have no idea. Because some people say, <laughs> okay, so you don't trust anybody's voting. Some people say the game was great. Uh, some people say the game was um, controversial, and and then you have the the I guess the the camps in between that. So I'm surprised that um, I'm surprised that miles didn't get anything. Right. So even, I think I, I definitely want to pull, pull it up as well. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see something here on my screen. I hope I don't break anything. Okay. I, I mean, it, it, I I just feel like it, in certain categories, I understand. I, okay. I agree that last of us deserved it. I'm like, okay, Yes. I think my biggest issue was game of the year. Okay. Is it game of the year material? Okay. So, so, so what would be game of the year material for you? Let me mute this here. I think, I think it would have been Miles. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, I think would have been 100%. I agree. Because just simply because 
There were so many elements and different elements within that game that people were celebrating, that people loved, whether it be the music, um, the audio, the the action, the movements, the design, the character development. Right. I didn't even story. make the list. Yeah. Like, really? And then uh, I, I just, I feel like there was so much more love and passion behind Spider-Man than there was The Last of Us. Did people enjoy it? Yes. But it's like, it's super contrasting between, you know, seeing the gamer, gamer like community just get behind this thing. And everybody had something different that they loved about the game, that right. they enjoyed about it, that they just had to play it and continue going back to it and revisiting it. I think mm. that would, that definitely at least qualifies it for a nomination for game of the year, if not the game of the year itself. Okay. So, so my thing is like, as I'm in a different space, like this last quarter, I, I'm just in a different space. So when it comes to the, the games that were released, which one was the, which one was the latest one in terms of release on that list? Was it, I'm looking at the list right now. So we have, let me see. We have uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing, Last of Us, Final Fantasy, and Doom Eternal. Was Hades the last one? Or Ghost of Tsushima? Um, I think Hades would be the newest one. Hades would be the newest one, right? Um, yeah. Do we know when that dropped? I can look at that up too. Hades release date. Hades release date. And then Miles <laughs> dropped in. No, go ahead. Was that? That doesn't seem right. September 17th? Yeah, I'm looking at Hades. It says December 6, 2018. For where? That doesn't... Oh, see, that doesn't look right, right? <laughs> that doesn't look right. Initial release date, December 6, unless 2018. Unless it was delayed. Unless, unless it, was it was delayed. delayed. Right, unless it was delayed. Right? So, so I don't know. I don't know. So for me, it's like... Just like we're talking about when we did the, um, the Game Awards, um, our picks, right? There were a lot of games that had a lot of energy behind them. And because of the energy that it had, we could tell where it would be leaning when they would give award for that particular category, especially when it came to Among Us or even um, Fall Fall Guys, right? Certain categories that included uh, both of those games, if not all three, right? But when Last of Us made the category, I'm like, are you just giving Last of Us just to give it to Last of Us? Because I'm like... I, I just don't understand. And, and maybe I don't yeah. understand because I haven't played the game. That that That's fair. But what I'm hearing is like, it shouldn't have been that way. And you see, I did play the game and I did enjoy it. And the funny thing is, is I didn't play, I didn't play uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I watched other people play it and enjoy it and love it and just like read everything so about good. it. That even I, like me, who does not really care for Spider-Man games or even Spider-Man in general, want to play this game. Right. And I still don't think that Last of Us deserved Game of the Year. That's insane. That's insane. All right. So um, so we're going to go through the categories real quick, uh, run through it, and then we'll talk about some other things. Uh, uh, short show tonight. That's the plan. Okay. Um, and... Um, we may have two more shows after this one or one, but we'll keep you guys posted. Uh, so we're, we're still navigating that. So the last show will be uh, our game of the year uh, kind of thing. Uh, closing final thoughts for the year, that kind of stuff. 
uh, for this year, 2020. It's been a, a very interesting year. Uh, so, um, best audio design. Hold on. Let's, let's start. So we, we, we did talk about the esports stuff. We were like, okay, we didn't know the esports stuff. Um, we kind of scrolled past that. Uh, esports game, uh, League of Legends. I believe you're right about that. A lot of League of Legends stuff you were right about. I was just like, Call of Duty, you said League of Legends. I'm like, eh. You know, CSGO, you said League of Legends. I'm like, all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. So there, there was that. Uh, so when we go up the list, uh, best debut game, Phasmophobia, we kind of figured that would happen because, um, there was a surge of, of popularity and conversation around that. Uh, best multiplayer, uh, Among Us. You're happy with that? Um, yeah, I'd agree with it. I think that was a really hard one to choose, but yeah, I would agree with it. Okay. Uh, Tony Hawk for best sports. I think yeah. we picked that. Right? I, I think I think we picked that personally. Yeah. But we thought that FIFA was gonna win because almost FIFA wins. FIFA almost wins everything. Every exactly. Exactly. Uh the the simulator game. Cool. Right. The simulator game on Microsoft Flight Simulator. Thoughts on that? I still feel weird about that category and how they had that in there because it's like you have the four other games or whatever that were like it's similar and then you have Flight Sim. Yes, right. it is, you know, it, it falls within that you know, slash sim. Right. But <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it just weirdly placed in there. I'm not saying it didn't deserve winning it for best simulation, but compared to the others, it just it didn't fit. Yeah. And that category had Gears Tactics, XCOM. You also had Desperados 3 and Crusader yeah. Kings 3. Yeah. I mean, like those games are pretty similar. Yeah. So, but having some, I don't, I don't know. Yay, good for them. Still think it's a weird category. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one in Best Family, you had uh, Crash Bandicoot, Fall Guys, Mario Kart, Minecraft, Paper Mario, but Animal Crossing won that. Yep. You good with that? Uh, Mortal Kombat, I'm surprised, but I wasn't that surprised over Street Fighter for Best Fighting. It had to be one of those two, to be honest. Because yeah. the yeah. other one's not saying that they're... They're bad games, but they're not nearly as popular. Mm. I feel at least like pub, like openly popular. I think amongst their own communities, they're fantastic games. But I think when it comes to the grand scheme of it, who doesn't play fighters, like somebody like me, they're going to narrow it down to, okay, well, these are the two games that I know. I'm going to pick one of them. Indeed. Uh, I definitely agree with that. Uh, best role playing, you had Genshin, uh, Persona 5, Wasteland, uh, Yakuza, and Final Fantasy 1. You agree with that one? Um. Yeah, I felt like I. I think I chose Genshin, but I felt like it was in between those two. Okay. Best action. You had uh, Ori, Marvel, uh, Spider Man, Ghost of Tsushima, Assassin's Creed, uh, Star Wars, but Last of Us won. I I still don't even know if if that would be the <laughs> the best action in there. I I would say Spider Man. Star Wars didn't get that much love. I mean, Star Wars got love. Like globally, but it didn't get that much love at all during the show. It was a good game, though. Yeah, but not compared to like everything else. I, I agree with that. Uh, next category, best action going up. You had Doom, Half Life, a Neo, Two, Streets of Rage, Four, Hades. I didn't like that category. Hades won. Yeah, Hades did. That was a that was also a weird category, but I'm not upset by Hades winning. 
when Streets of Rage Four is in there, I, I was kind of. Like I mean, I, we, I, I mean, we did choose personally Streets of Rage Four, but I mean, still not a terrible choice. Mm, not terrible. Not terrible, and I think it's because, um, to be fair, Hades. Um, I've seen clips and stuff, but I've seen more Doom than Hades, right? I've seen more Half Life than Neo, and I played Streets of Rage Four, so that's that's how they co- that category went for me. Uh, so that's uh, best action. The next one from there, uh, innovation and accessibility. Uh, we kind of skipped that one. You had Grounded, Assassin's Creed is in there, uh, Hyper Dot is in there. Uh, Last of Us won that, and then uh, Watch Dogs Legion was in there as well. I kind of liked, like, okay, so we didn't really pick anything for this because we didn't know. Um, But I kind of liked how they had a really brief thing about what each game did. And I'm like, those are actually really cool features that I've never seen myself. So I'm glad that it's it's in there, obviously. Um, I should actually, it makes me want to be more cognitive of you know, future games that I play and see what is actually in there. Even if I don't use that feature, just to know that it exists, just to educate myself, like, yeah, this game has this. Especially for recommendations. Absolutely. I, think I just I just want to pay attention to more to what type of accessibilities it has. Yeah. Uh next one you had a best VR AR. Uh James was in there, Marvel, Iron Man was in there, Star Wars, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Half Life won that. Um, I agree with that. I think, I think, I think personally I chose Dreams, but I felt like Half Life was going to take it. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that though. Okay, best community support. Uh, Destiny's in there. Apex is in there. Fortnite, No Man's Sky, uh, Valorant uh, is in there as well. Fall Guys won that. I agree. Cool. They do a lot. They they're, they're funny. Their social media and whatever they put out there is really fun and playful. Which really depends on the community having that interaction with them. Yeah. So for the Among Us winning what they won, uh, I'm really happy to see that because we kind of felt that energy that they would win some things, right? Because the game was just all over the place. So uh, this particular category, best mobile game, I gave it to Call of Duty Mobile uh, or Genshin. That's what we were saying uh, during the show, uh, the previous show, episode 567. Uh, Leagues of Runeterra is in there. Uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix is in there. Among Us won that. I agree. And I disagree okay. at the same time. Like, I felt, I felt a little bit weird about it. I, I'm glad that they won. Mm-hmm. Why I feel a bit weird about it is since they started off as a mobile game, they originally released in 2018. Then they later came out to PC this year. Does that still qualify them? Like, does it have to release this year, like the, on mobile, or just the mm. fact that it released out more openly? That's that's the only thing. I didn't know what the stipulations are in that one. Like, but you originally came out in 2018, right? And you qualify for mobile? Maybe I don't know. I'm still stoked that they they won though to have a small indie team who you know nobody really knew too much about just like blow up and you know. All of these things happening for them. I'm, I'm so happy with them. Yeah, uh, super, super dope moments there. Uh, next one, Best Indie. You have Fall Guys in there. Carry On, uh, Spelunky 2, Spirit Farer. Um, Hades won that. I agree with it. Mm-hmm. If, but I'd also agree that if Among Us was in this category, that they should have gotten this one. That's, okay. That's fair. That's how I feel about that one. 
Best ongoing, I wasn't really surprised, but I'm glad it happened. And this category had Apex, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, but No Man's Sky won that one. I was surprised that No Man's Sky won it, but at the same time, I was stoked that they won it because I swear if Fortnite would have won something this year, I don't know. I I just like, I think I would have been a little bit more disgruntled. Right. (laughs) Fortnite didn't get anything. So the thing with Fortnite and they did the red versus blue stuff and all that was, was Ninja always in Fortnite or was that new? That's a recent new one. Okay, that's new. Uh, Hip hop, thanks for stopping through. Going. I appreciate that. Uh, so the Last of Us game of the year thing. I mean, that's that's. Um, I think that can be argued, man. Uh, to be honest. Um, so next one we have on the list, we got. Um, so best ongoing, I would have picked Destiny because I'm biased. Apex, I would have given it to you, even though I, I don't play it that much. Call of Duty Warzone has done fantastic with the engine from the previous Call of Duty into this uh, uh, new Call of Duty that's out right now. So. I would have been good with any of those picks. Uh, games for impact. Games for impact. Uh, you have if found, uh, Kentucky route zero spirit fairers in there. Tell me why is in there through the darkness of times and uh, tell me why I won that. You know, it's funny. I think it was this category too or something similar to this category last year that actually introduced me to a lot of games that I didn't hear about before that right. I actually enjoyed this year. So. Um, I didn't know too much behind a lot of the titles behind here, but the fact that Tell Me Why won and then what it was about, I'm like, I have to add this to my library. And I was actually disappointed in myself for not knowing more about it before. Yeah, but so. the thing the thing also with, um, I don't ever recall the last two, three games that had Don't Not on it be a bad game. Wait, that's not the game I was thinking of. My goodness. This is what Which, happens when you're hazy on... Stuff. There's actually a different one. I'm finding it. Not tell me why. Not don't nod. Don't nod. Yes, I do not. I agree with that one. There's yeah. another game I was thinking of that's on there. It found. It that's found. The one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but in terms of of games that um, man, I thought I had my water here. But and in, in, in terms of games that um have made a tremendous impact, um, don't nod usually makes those categories, and I'm never disappointed in what I see, even for the trailers. So. I'm not, I'm not surprised there at all. Uh, best performance. You ready? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <go. laughs> so you have, uh, Ashley Johnson as Ellie, Laura Bailey as Abby. Okay. You has, you have Jen. I don't want to butcher this name. That's from Ghost of Tsushima. Logan Cunningham as Hades and Najee Jeter as Miles Morales. Laura won that. Yes, I agree. Like, I think she did a fantastic job because I did like, um, I did like Abby one play in this game. Um, I actually ended up like really not liking Ellie. Um, but I ended up growing on Abby and I liked her performance. Okay. So I'm going to try this name. I'm going to say again, <laughs> why not Miles Morales? <laughs> right. So I'm going to say this name. You help me out if I'm saying it completely wrong. It's, is it Daisuke Suji? Um, yeah, that's how I say it. Daisuke Suji. Oh, look at that. All right. Well, all right. Or it, or it could be Daisuke. Daisuke, right? Because it's silent. It could be silent as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right, Daniela. That's right. All right. So um, best audio design. Um, are we mad when Laura wins anything? I want to ask that before we move on to the... To, no. To the... Didn't she play... Um, 
Nadine and Lost Legacy? No idea. I don't know her okay. entire, what her so IMDb I is. I think, I think if the, if I remember the, the, the heat uh, around that situation correctly, I think she played Nadine in uh, Lost Legacy and folks had an issue with that because uh, why was a white actress voicing a black character? Maybe we could revisit that for another day, but um, I don't have thoughts on it right now, but that was an intense era when that was happening for that. Um, At any rate, best audio design. Doom Eternal, Half-Life, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, The Last of Us Part 2, The Last of Us Part 2 won Best Audio Design. So I guess. I I need to hear your thoughts here because you've played at least two titles in this category, right? Um, Yes. Okay. You played Resident Evil, right? Yes. Okay. I would I would honestly say like I think see the thing is I know the least about Doom Eternal. Um That's fair. Okay. And I wouldn't I wouldn't give it to Half Life Alex, but it really would be between Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil Three, and The Last of Us Part Two. Um not against Last of Us Part Two winning, but I think that Ghost Tsushima might have been just a little bit better. Okay. So you would have gone with Ghost of Tsushima in this category. Best audio design. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, next one, best score and music. Uh, I picked Ori here. That's in there. Last of Us is in there. Hades, Doom Eternal, but Final Fantasy won that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay. Uh, best art direction of Final Fantasy... Uh, is in there. Hades, Ori, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima won I'm that happy category. With that. I'm happy yeah. with that too. That game looks good. That game looks I, I super, think, super good. I think personally I chose Ori. Okay. But I I feel like of of these five games, Last of Us would be the bottom of me for me. Final Fantasy would be kind of like floating around that bottom too, even though I really like Final Fantasy. I think the other three, I think their art and style really stuck out w- way more than Final Fantasy and Last of Us. I, but honestly, I think I would have been really happy with Ori or, or Hades. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. Absolutely. Uh, next one, uh, best narrative. You have Hades, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy, 13 Sentinels, Aegis, Rim. Uh, Last of Us won that. Best narrative. I mean, I'm even getting just tired of hearing the name. <laughs> I see that. I see that. All right, we'll move on. Best game direction. You know who won that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Hades was in there. Of course, uh, Half-Life, Ghost of Tsushima, and Final Fantasy VII was in there, but they did not win. Best game direction. Game of the year. We're back to game of the year, uh, which will have uh, an episode uh, dedicated to that. So any other parts of the show that really caught your attention, I'll look up some other things that uh, stuck out for me that I actually wrote down and then we can uh, go from there. Other thoughts? I feel Highs, like lows? there should have just definitely been, been, I think I said this in our last show, more variety of games that were nominated for these ca- categories. 
It's just like almost the same ones in every single one. I'm like, come on. We've had so much other games come out this year, guys. We couldn't nominate more. I agree. But but even though we love the awards and nominating and getting out, like seeing all these teams win and being congratulated for the work that they put in, you know, it's all about the world premieres, though. Yeah. That's all anybody watches it for. <laughs> yeah. And, and there were some good ones. So, so let me know your highs and lows uh, during the show. And then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll share some thoughts. <laughs> okay. So the surprise factor for me. Okay. So, uh, the, the typical surprise factor. Like I, I know what everybody was talked about. That was the ending. Um, I, I'd never play the series. We can talk about that one. You can talk about it. Anybody can talk about it, but it's pretty much Mass Effect. I've, never played the series i don't i've never been to like you know just kind of committed to it i i kind of really don't want to be unless somebody can just give me the cutscenes. i don't know just like i never really wanted to like that that, that I, I just don't really care i kind of i want the story of it but okay. i want it to be i want i don't want the action that's in between and I, I've said this before, like you play it for me and just let me make the choices about the decisions. Because I don't really want to play it. I just want the story. So you're if not turned off by that, the genre. No, not by the genre. It's just the gotcha. fact that I'm not interested in physically playing it. I just want to make it an interactive story that I get to make the choices. Then that is it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like, I don't okay. I don't want to do anything else between it. But you know, I was watching it with my boyfriend and he was like he, like he lost it. Like he it was the only time where he had like any emotion out of him for the entire thing. Like other than the typical, like, yeah, that's cool. Oh, look at that. That looks like it'll be fine. He right. saw that and he just like lost it. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, cool. I lost um, it and I didn't even play through the entire second one because the second one was my favorite. But I lost it as soon as I saw, you know, when she picked she or it or they or picked up the thing from the floor and then it was the uh the symbol i was like oh man it's gonna be great it's gonna be great so yeah so i lost it there i lost it there yeah and my boyfriend over here is like liara i think that's her name i was like i don't know what you're excited about but i'm happy that you're excited (laughs) i I was pleasantly surprised though what what else got you um okay so the thing that got me but not like in a way of like oh my god i need to play this it was more of like, oh my god, did they really do this? Was Vin Diesel? Oh my goodness! Like when they started it, I was like, was that dude supposed to look like Vin Diesel, right? And the next thing you know, oh my god, it is. <laughs> it is right, 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 right. And it's like people obviously were going down like the Past and the Furious, like memes and everything about this. And the thing is, is that for a moment. I thought because it had dinosaurs, I was thinking like a majority of everybody else that it was Turok and it was Turok related and I was getting really pumped for it. And then I see Ark and I'm like, and it's gone. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. It's gone just like that? Yeah, pretty much. I was like, it's cool. Like Vin Diesel's in here. I'm like, how do you look better as a video game character? Well, he's, <laughs> but, he's done games before. This is not his first go around. Uh, no, not like this detailed. Come on. Well, yeah, but he's I done. Was, I he's what was the the game where he he could see at night? He had to wear the glasses and stuff like pitch that. Black or pitch dark? What? Or yeah, one like of that. those things. Yeah, he's he's done those games where he was fully immersed in the experience. So I'm not I'm not surprised that he was in it. 
Um, what I did like though is they showed the animated series that's going to be um a part of that whole world. I thought that was neat. I, I think it, it's cool. I, I, but that was like the close of like, oh my gosh. Um, the next one obviously is um, Perfect Dark. Mm. That was that oh, was amazing. Man. That was I'm really so, cool. I was so not hyped. expecting that. So hyped on that. Uh, what else was there? Oh, okay. Actually, so I actually favorite. went back to play Perfect Dark like today. I actually plugged in. Really? Yeah, I plugged in the 360 and I, and I clipped it and posted it earlier. I was just like, man, that's so dope that they're doing that. And the the one that I'm very much dedicated that I'm going to play, um, it takes two. Okay. My my our favorite brash out there. Joseph. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's funny and I really did love A Way Out. I like their I like their approach to this whole co op thing that, you know, one person buys it, you know, their partner gets it for free. And which worked out great for a way out. Obviously, they must have made a decent amount of money to be able to get the green light to make another, you know, exactly. another game. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's good. It's following along that same path of having this co-op um, between a couple that's trying to, you know, work things out. I love the style. I, you know, what what blows my mind about it is that what they showed in their trailer, like even the gameplay portion, looks like. You're you're in a Pixar movie, right? I agree. Like the way that they had it played out, and that has to be that obviously has to do with his background in movies and and shows. Um, and it was it was so seamless. It looks like so much fun. Yeah, I would have never known it was him. Game elements. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I would have never known it was him if you said if you didn't put any names on it until the end. I'd have been like, really. Right. So so that that's amazing to see uh, something like that. Um, I'm still waiting to hear some titles from you. But what what else? What else got got your attention? Um, oh, uh, the that one, the dead spacey looking one, the dead spacey looking one. OK, uh, the, the one, the aliens and the dude wakes up in the cell. Cuh. Yeah, that was that protocol. was um, that was crazy. Callisto, Callisto Protocol. That's that was the, that was insane. I'm not playing that. <laughs> that looked that looked cool though. Oh it my god! I don't even it know. I, I don't know exactly what was going on, but yeah. it looked intense. And it's from the yeah. creators that are are from um, from Dead Space. Oh, that looked so good. I'm not, I'm not playing that. I'm, I'm just not playing a little that. Bit. Nah, I mean, I'll watch. I'll watch you play it. Oh, uh, okay. I'll, I'll watch you play it. So, um, there, there's, there's a few, um, Evil back Dead. Back for Blood? Um, see, the Back for Blood is the first person, and I could not play Left 4 Dead or Dead Island, like that type. Like, I, I, I can't. I physically can't. So, I'm probably, that's going to be one that I have to miss. But I was really, really stoked that they had something similar that's third person, which is the Evil Dead. Right, right. And Evil West. And I'm like, I still get zombies. That's right. okay. And this is a little bit better because it's Evil Dead. <laughs> so I was I was really stoked on, on those two games. Um, well, Evil West has nothing to do with Evil Dead, but still zombies, death, shooting. Um, what about... Think- Go ahead. Um, another indie title that I liked was um, the shady part of me. Mm. 
But really, like, I think those are my top games that stuck out to me that I really am going to be paying attention to you to play when it releases. Okay. So, what, what games are you thinking I was going to bring up? So, uh, we you mentioned Perfect Dark, uh, Back for Blood. You know, I I knew you had some thoughts there. The game called HUD that really looked like an Assassin's Creed game with all the action and the arrows and the, I was like, really? Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, so I, I really, I really dug that. And then you had the one that looked like, um, Panther Dragoon. If you've ever seen that game, the dragons game, the multiplayer dragons game, oh, like, yeah. that um... was cool. Okay, that that remind me a lot of Sega's uh, Panzer Dragoon game uh, from back in the day. So that caught my attention. I was like, okay, that's neat. Uh, the game uh, Crimson Desert that looked Crimson neat. Desert looked good. That looked neat, and um, of course, when they talked about the uh, the mental health stuff, Checkpoint. Yeah, that was stuff was like, cool, really and then there was the other doctor that spoke uh, later, uh, which um, you know that that was neat as well. Uh, anything that you expected to get from the show that you didn't get um, at all? Not really. Okay. Like I, I think I'm, oh, I'm okay with, okay with it for the most part. I mean, they did announce a lot, a lot of games, um, and I really, really loved what they had the show. Uh, oh, I know what I wanted to ask you about: Scavengers, the open. That's the one I wanted. To, I'm like, I need to know what Andrew has to say for this one. Okay, Scavengers uh, is one of the games that I was really, really excited for from Midwinter. And to be fair, I'm trying to be fair um, that um, I still need to see more to be sold on it. I'm still not sold on it. Uh, from what I saw, it, it seems like the the engine may have changed or the engine may have gotten an upgrade because I do not remember the game looking like that when they first started showing trailers for it. So there was definitely a shift and a change there. Uh, will I play it again? Maybe. Uh, um, I'm not sure. I'm still on the fence about it, but not to the point, not the excitement level has gone down. Um, and I'm trying to figure out, I, I know why, but I can't really talk about that part. So I, I could talk around it though, right? So I could talk about what, what has been released publicly. So what has been released publicly, I'm not really happy with, but I, I like the fact that they're making improvements on the game. So I could see changes there, but I'm still not sold on uh, scavengers yet. All right. So, so you're going to jump in on any of this open beta stuff that they have going on? Uh, I'm going to jump in on, I'm really looking forward to Back for Blood. In terms of jumping into anything. So I, I signed up for that. And yeah. So, so as much as I would love to check out, uh, scavengers, I'd much rather take time away from the other games, whether it's cyberpunk or, uh, destiny or anything like that. And I'd rather play, uh, back for blood. So, um, there's another topic I want to talk about the way you, I don't know if, how you want to tackle it. We have it on the list. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how you want to tackle that. But before, before we get into other things, any other things in the, um, the show that caught your attention? I got some quick hits from the show we can run through real quick. 
Um, I don't know. There's there was a lot. I, the games I listed wasn't everything that like I enjoyed. I think that's of the new stuff because there there was some stuff that they they uh, they they showed that was just uh, additional gameplay, a new trailer, more concrete date. Uh, the Returnal. Fortnite stuff. Did you? Where did you? Oh, have any- the, oh my god! <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like they did. They did Master Chief dirty. Like what? Have they no shame? <laughs> you wouldn't want to see Master Chief in, in Fortnite? No. I I, you see, now, I I wanted them to stop and they didn't stop. They just kept going and they added Michonne and Daryl, which is funny because I, I have less of an issue with Michonne and Daryl. But right. I feel like when it comes to Master Chief, like you can stop now. <laughs> Do you really need to? I'm surprised, but I'm not, um, I'm not really upset about it. I think they needed something to push forward to keep, um, the game top of mind since it's going to be pretty much all the way into fall of next year. So I kind of like that they did that just so we can at least still think about the game and, um, maybe they may add special touches to the current games that are out now and then just go from there. So I think that's to their benefit. Uh, to even mention it. And I saw the red versus blue stuff. I thought that was really cool because I used to watch the show. Um, so that was, um, that was a nice treat to see that. Yeah, that was nice. I, I, I don't know if I really care that it's part of Fortnite necessarily, but I have never been super huge on Halo. Like I was super, super casual on it, if anything. Um, but I really loved the red versus blue series. It was so good and so fun. And I think with this current generation, um, I think it's really great to kind of reintroduce that for this next generation, especially in Fortnite, because, you know, my son, who's who just turned 17, um, doesn't know Red versus Blue. Mm. And I think they have I think they have a great series and it's funny. So. You know, I think maybe if they can reintroduce that and just make, I don't want them, I don't want them to reboot Red versus Blue. I think it's just like, don't, don't, don't remake it. It's perfect how it is. Those are one of the things you just do not touch, but to just like replay, just to have it out there again to show interest in it. I think it would be a, it's a nice revival of it. Absolutely. Don't, don't touch it. Just here, here. <laughs> this is where you can buy it and download it and watch it. Um, yeah, it's so good. I think that's gonna be, that that's the fun part, but um, they they probably could have stopped they, and not just added him in there. <laughs> I understand for the money making, the marketing, it makes sense. I don't know, you know. <laughs> a little bit too far. Um, yeah, that's as that's as far as I got with that one. I I just couldn't. Okay, so you have uh, some quick hits. Uh, Super Me Boy Forever comes out. Uh, on the Epic Game Store this month, Yakuza 3, 4, 5, and 6 are dated for release on PC early next year. Uh, we mentioned Mass Effects already. You talked about the epilepsy charity uh, situation with Cyberpunk uh, for the safety update. Um, Halo Infinite Autumn 2021. Destiny 2 will get crossplay coming 2021, uh, which is exciting. Any thoughts on any, on any of those things? Um, so I just got my, my copy of Cyberpunk and I was telling you that before we started, um, which is funny because I've been really angry on Twitter. Well, as angry as I allow myself to be at GameStop because 
when I got my order confirmation and everything that that it shipped, it said it wasn't going to be here till the 13th. I'm like, okay, I can accept the 13th. And then they changed it to the 18th. And I was like, okay, well, that really sucks. And then they changed it to the 22nd. And I was like, all right, now you're getting at, you're just getting ridiculous. This is out of hand here. Okay. Um, and I go to check my mail because I haven't checked in like, well, my son was actually waiting for something for a present coming to mail. So I went to go check it in. I sent my son to go get, get the mail today. He comes out with a cart, you know, the mail cart that usually yeah. they push around the source of things. He comes yeah. out with it and like all of these boxes. And I'm like, how many presents did you get in the mail? No, no, just one little box was his. The rest was our cyberpunk stuff. And I was a little like, go back, check my, check my shipping and my shipping, um, tracking number and stuff like that. Nope. It still says the 22nd. It says it has not even left the facility yet. Yeah. So, so I'm stoked on it. I have a couple issues right now. I haven't started it yet. I have it currently downloading and into on my PS5. I don't know when, when? I'm going to play. Okay. I don't know when. Because my issue with, is that, you know, part of some of the reviews that came out was um, that the blinking and the flashing is very much close to, if not the the flashing that doctors use to trigger epilepsy, which is something similar that I actually have suffered with with certain games, and that's why I can't play them. Um, it's not in all games, but there's a lot, especially especially games that have a lot of different flashings. Not all of them, but like Dead Space, I can't play Dead Space. Um, which isn't a third person. It just happens to be that most first persons fall into this category for me. Uh, that is a number one concern for me is having that in there. I think, I think, uh, CD Project Red says something that they have a little bit more of a warning that they put in. Um, that's more so than the, the typical game, typical game has, but they're trying to work on a permanent solution. I don't want to die. I mean, that sounds really super dramatic, but I also I don't like that <laughs> okay. feeling. I right. really do not like that feeling. And, um, it, it can affect me for as long as a few hours to mm. a few weeks. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I want to start it and see how it goes or nah. wait till they create please, something. Please don't. I don't know what to do. But the other issue that I have is, is that when I mentally accepted that I might not get it to the 18th, I was like, okay, that's great. It'll give me more time to finish Valhalla. I will work on Valhalla and I don't have a backlog. Right. I'm afraid that if I start this, I'm not going to finish Valhalla. So don't start it. But I want to. <laughs> I know you do. I really want to. <laughs> and this box is huge. This box is huge. Can, like it is. Get, is it? Can you? Yeah. Let's let's see the goods. I haven't fully opened it. I got to as far as like doing my um, getting to the game. Okay. Oh man. What, so, what yeah. in the world is that? That is huge. And this is the inner box. Like it has a couple extra sleeves around it, but not that it adds much more to the size. They right. just really went overboard with the whole design of these things. So now you've always gotten like collector's editions for a lot of this stuff, right? Especially if it's a game that you really were going to invest in, right? Yes. So I think my last one was Death Stranding. So I didn't even look at the I didn't even look at the statue yet. Oh, you have a statue too? Oh my. 
we're, we're getting we're getting the experience. We're really here. we're really getting into it. We're getting we're getting the experience today. Yeah, so um I I kind of waited so as as you're doing that, I kind of waited because I wanted to see if they're going to release any patches uh for the console version because I was um able in the um crazy madness that they were having uh shout outs to Evolve and and Seed Project Red the team for allowing me to check out the game on PlayStation 4. So that's how I'm going to be playing it. I may end up buying the PC version anyway. But I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to buy it on Steam if it's there, but I know it's definitely on GOG, right? So so I'm on the fence on where I'm going to purchase uh the game on PC because I like playing my games on PC now. I think it's amazing. I think the the um experience is great if you're able to do that. I've heard a lot of um conversations surrounding uh, the console that it was not a great experience. I don't know yet, which is why I wanted to wait. And plus, uh, the other thing I want to talk um, about as well is most of my game streaming now, I think I've decided that I'm going to lean in a little bit more. I think it's obvious at this point on the YouTube side of things, right? So most of my game streaming for anything will be on that platform. I, I just want to spend some more time there learn some things, see how everything performs. So I'll be streaming Cyberpunk 2077 on on my YouTube channel, which is here. Um, of course, uh, there's other things happening next week and other things I want to mention to you guys. But as of right now, I definitely wanted to wait it out. And I think they did come out with a patch uh, for the consoles. And I think they said something about, uh, I think the PC was still uh, being held for something. Something was being held for a patch, um, but it wasn't um, announced yet. So I'm actually going to pull that up for a second real quick. So it says new uh, hotfix to Cyberpunk 2077 is now live on PlayStation consoles and PC. Okay, so it's there. Um, for Xbox systems, we are working to have uh, the update out as soon as possible. And it gives you a list of the changes for that. Um, and yeah, so I, I kind of wanted to wait for some kind of like day one type patch or whatever. And um, then now I feel comfortable jumping into it uh, a little bit more. Um, so as excited as I am, I still wanted to wait it out so I can enjoy the experience itself. Daniela, what is up? I don't know how to put together this this thing. <laughs> as you can tell, that I've been trying to figure it out. Oh, man. You I'll have keep the talking. Base, right? I'll, I'll keep the talking since you can hear me. Yeah, you got the base. I, I I don't know. There's a motorcycle. I don't know if it's supposed to be in this slot here. I'm like, where's the picture? Oh, well, the motorcycle will probably be like that way, right? The way you're holding it on the platform, maybe. Maybe it's horizontal on the platform, not vertical, or is it vertical? Is there a clip on the bottom I, of it I, by any chance? There's no clip. There's a slot that looks like that's where the tail goes. Mm, no idea. No me, idea. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> so I know. So, and then like the other guy here, he has a little foot stand, but I don't know. I don't see the slot where his foot goes. Okay. Well, when you do figure it out, take a picture and post it. I yeah, I want to see I want to see the final the final piece there uh for for that. So a couple of more quick hits. Uh we have oh, oh, Daniela. 
Um, Twitch, Twitch details overhauled guidelines for tackling harassment, <sighs> sexual harassment, and hateful conduct. Is it worth, worth, worth some thoughts or no? We I gotta, think uh, content here. creators, it's worth paying attention. So the two biggest things right now, obviously, is harassment um, and um, DMCA. Right. I think whatever is being put out there, it's good to not just take like your favorite podcast, us or article that's being written about it uh, and just taking for whatever they're interpreting it and what, however they're saying it. Okay. I really highly suggest going to the actual articles, going to the actual Twitch site, going to the actual terms of service and reading it and understanding it yourself personally, because there's certain things that people are interpreting a certain way. And then it's kind of like playing telephone. You're like, well, this, this outlet says it's this way. And this is the way it is. You don't ever want to be stuck in the wrong in any of any of these or not understanding it fully. So I really, really suggest taking the time, reading it, understanding it and asking Twitch themselves and putting them on the spot for it. Because I can tell you right now, I mean, it's, it's nice and easy for an outlet to tell you how it's how they're reading it, how it's and it's not saying that they're wrong about it, but they also try to make it really simple to understand for anybody who doesn't like the big lingo. Um, and that can be a little bit dangerous sometimes. So why do you think uh, I ask this question that um, Twitch streamers would shy away from reading those things as important Lazy. as they are? Lazy. Mm. <laughs> that is it. Okay. Um, and you know, I can't, I can't hate on people. Like, who, who reads, who reads those, um, e EULAs or the terms of services when they start a game? Nobody. So you know what? True. I don't, I don't blame them. Like, okay, not saying nobody. Small Majority, percentage. Though. Point one. Point one. Yeah. Zero, zero, yeah, yeah. That kind no. of thing. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to something that is your business, your brand, something that you could you know, find some benefit for, for yourself. I would say that it's, it's a better idea for you to read it, for you to Absolutely. understand it, for you to keep in mind about it, because there's certain things where like you might have a certain understanding about a certain section of it because you read it from somewhere else, but you didn't read it from the actual source. You don't ever want to be like that. What person's like, well, did you read what it actually says? And you're like, no, but <laughs> The show radio told me so. <laughs> oh, know? oh, I don't, hey, watch yourself. <laughs> you, you better not. <laughs> you better not do that. No, but they are serious things to do. Um, are, I think it's just it, what, what my personal problem is about them coming out with it. Yes, it's great that they are doing this, that they are improving upon it, that they are, they put it out there. But this whole sexual harassment, the whole like, the streamer gaming edition of the Me Too movement that went through in like May, June. We're in December here. Why did it take you so long? True. This is true. And there's numerous times, numerous times that, uh, you know, people have been hate rated. They've been doxxed over these, those months and they were constantly, not just them, but their communities hitting up Twitch for it and not getting a response. Why does it take so long? Indeed, indeed. Olivet, welcome. Uh, yeah, so um, my my thing is, um, I haven't read the the Twitch stuff um, myself. Um, I lean on you a little bit on that because I know you pay attention to that stuff closer than I do. 
And now because I'm spending more time on YouTube, I may not necessarily read the Twitch stuff. So my updates are going to have to be either you or physically going to the, the article or the, the contract that we're signing on the internet, right? The e-contract, uh, for these, uh, par uh, partner programs or whatever it may be, uh, for those, um, companies. But, um, those things are, are critical, right? And if we don't pay attention to, to them at all, we're subject to any major changes that they do that may affect us. And then we'll just have to be like, okay, so we're just going to have to deal with it. Right. And um, what, what about, did you see the thing with the Senator trying to make the stuff a felony? Did you see that for the, uh, for the Twitch stuff? Like the DMCH strikes are oh, trying the to live, yeah, the yeah, live yeah. DMCA strikes. Yeah. 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 So Facebook has somewhat something that's kind of similar. I don't, okay. I can't say exactly if it is the same or if it's similar or anything like that. But I do know that when you stream on Facebook, um, they have something that warning that as you're streaming it, and I, I, it's not for me personally, but I know a couple other VR streamers who play rhythm games that they will get a warning as they are streaming live, uh, about like, Hey, your music is copyrighted stuff. It just happens. They're playing rhythm games. So it's uh, kind of inevitable. Um, and either they'll mute it, delete it, or they shut down your broadcast right there and then. No, there's no real bans about it. So there's already something that's already existing, kind of, for on another Facebook. platform on mm -hmm. Facebook. Um, but Facebook is also pushing and they've gotten, you know, those deals with music labels so that at least for right now, their Facebook partners can play a lot of, you know, copyrighted music, not have to deal with strikes because Facebook worked out a deal. Eventually that's going to be rolling out to, you know, their level up, um, their level up members, and then hopefully maybe publicly. That's a really great step in the right direction because you're not having to worry about that. Facebook is taking care of it. Is it open to everybody yet? No. But the fact is that they're moving in that direction. Awesome. But they have something there. Twitch, my problem with Twitch is that I, I don't have a problem with it if Twitch had a better way of dealing with strikes. See, at least Facebook gives you a warning. At least YouTube gives you some type of like, you know what? Yeah, the claim. You're just not going to make any money. You're, you're yeah. going to have a claim. You can rebuke it. You can do whatever with it. You're just not going to monetize it. Twitch's thing is, all right, well, you're banned. Gone. We're not going to do anything for you. We're just, yeah. You're just going to have a felony. And you, <laughs> yeah. notice it, and you notice that it's just on Twitch. It's just on Twitch, yeah. Because the yeah. other platforms have this figured out already, and Twitch isn't doing anything. Well, it's just on Twitch. What you what you mean by that is it's just on Twitch that they're enforcing it, or they're enforcing it um, everywhere. I feel I, like it's on it's on Twitch that they're enforcing it. Gotcha, gotcha. So so yeah, so so that whole thing for me, like even when I was streaming. Um, the game awards that I think I got seven copyright claims <laughs> during the, during the game awards. Cause there are all these different tracks being played and stuff like that. And I'm yeah. like, okay. Um, and it tells you, uh, it doesn't affect your account. So what you can do is you can go in and either trim the section, mute the section, you know, that kind of a thing. If you really want that video to be monetized. So YouTube gives you the option. It's going to take a while to process every single bit and piece for that particular video, but at least you could trim and cut that out. If you still want your body of work, commentary, reactions or whatever it is 
to have the opportunity to be monetized on the YouTube platform, which I like that, that they do that. Now I kind of knew that I may get claims, but I didn't realize it was going to happen so fast. Pretty much that night after the, the, the award show, I had like all seven emails for the stuff and they told me what company and all that stuff. So YouTube has had this infrastructure in place for a long time. And uh, as you mentioned, Twitch is something that they're working on and hopefully they get to a place where, you know, they could um, settle that and make it easier for the content creators to have a little bit more peace. Um, yeah, I, I want to know for the people who who did co-stream the the award show on Twitch. Not necessarily those who just did it on their cards, but the ones that were, I guess, official co-streamers of the Game Awards on Twitch that Twitch was promoting. Like, is there a special thing that they had going on where like, okay, we're going to temporarily whitelist your your no, account? Because like, I was a official or, co-streamer. Or no, well, no, I'm just saying for the ones that did, I want to know if any of them have a strike on them right now, or they're just supposed to be super quick to be like muting it. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I applied for that co-streaming thing that they had. Um, they responded back and, you know, they give you, you know, some assets and stuff like that to, uh, place on your, your broadcast to connect to their brand as well as the, th- the stuff that you're doing. But I don't think anything changed. Um, in terms of any agreements that the Game Awards had with either Twitch or the Game Awards had with YouTube to eliminate the fact that you can get those strikes or, or those claims because those claims still came in like the flood. They just boom, boom, boom. They just came across. So they, yeah, but so that's I, on YouTube. That's on, right. That's on YouTube. Right. So you're right. So that's what happened on YouTube. I don't know what happened on Twitch, but if any spot that I would believe would have that agreement it would be youtube because the infrastructure is already set so it'd be easy for them to implement something to say hey you know because it's the game awards we'll give it a pass versus uh twitch that didn't really have anything it was just like hey you're on your own you either delete all the clips or you're gonna have to figure out what you're going to do with your twitch account well no what i meant by temporarily whitelisting it is that twitch reached out to people to co-stream their stuff Okay. Gotcha. I full well that there was going to be copywriting music and an orchestra and all these things going on. Right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So they, and they were kind of promoting those people who they picked. I think there was like a hundred of them. Okay. Gotcha. And they have their own stuff. And then there's people who kind of chose to do it on their own. Right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. So that's why I'm wondering if Twitch had something that was like special. I'm like, okay, we understand you're going to be here just for today. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, once you're done, just delete your VOD, take whatever clips, download it and delete your VOD. I don't, I don't know. Cause that's a very interesting thing to, you know, reach out and ask people to do, to promote the game awards, to do this, to have all of this promotion and cross promotion going on. But then you're asking content creators, streamers to risk adding a strike. Mm. Kind of hard. And you get a, you, it's one strike for every single song that you're caught on. So yeah. I want to know, I expected to just be really quick on the mute or just temporarily muted until like, okay, there's no music. Okay. Unmute. Right, right, right. I, I, I didn't watch anybody's specific co-stream. I just watched the actual direct one because I wanted, I wanted that. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting situation. Um, other, other things from the show. 
uh, that caught your attention? Um, no. I think that was everything. Music was good, right? Yeah, the, the music pieces. was good. The live music and the band. Yeah. Yeah, the persona music, the orchestra. Um, I think that was really fun. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Music. It was really good. Uh, even the way they connected the calls and stuff like that for the individuals who are receiving the awards and presenting the awards. I think it was really good. Overall, I think it was a great show. I didn't have any issues with it. I think it was very entertaining for me. As you mentioned earlier, we watch it for the premieres. Uh, but there were some bits and pieces in there that uh, were very educational as well. That's what I got uh, for. So that's that's it. So that's our Game Awards uh, recap. Uh, Daniela, I got something I wanted to present to you. This 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 thought here. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm going to frame it a little bit differently than I framed it before. Okay. 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 So um, every quarter during the year, there's usually a major game that comes out most of the time. When all the things are lined up correctly, there's a big game, whether it's April or maybe, you know, March or maybe early in the year. And then then you have the October, November area. Right. There's always a major game. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's say you know a game is coming out and you start marketing for the game. You start collaborating with the team to market for this particular game, whatever the game is. Um, and as they're getting closer to the launch of the game, you're excited because you believe all the promotion you did, uh, was helping raise awareness for the game. And hopefully you get the game key or whatever they call it these days, review code, promo code or whatever at the tail end of that, right? Maybe some merch, maybe something cool, right? Um, thank you for your hard work and helping us market the game being part of our campaign. But there are times that you do that. You go through the length of collaborating, the marketing and all that stuff, but you get to the final stretch, the day shows up and you don't get the game. How do you feel? How do you, what, what are your emotions? How do you, how does Daniela deal with that? I am bummed for a little bit, but I don't hold it as something personal. Okay. Because for me, I got to take myself out of the situation that I'm the only one that's doing this. There's at least, at the very least now, nowadays, a thousand other people who are. If then that's like the low, the low count of it that are also, you know, excited for, for a game, you know, creating their own content to, about this game leading up to it, who is hyping it up that they could be doing more or less than me. So it's like, it it could be any number of reasons why I might not qualify for it. If, if they only have 500 units that they can send out and there's a thousand other people like me or her trying to push there, I feel like they're going to take the 500 best, what they determine to be the best that's for not for me to decide. That's like, it could be the numbers game thing. It could be the quality of the content. It can be the quality of your own character. It can be how good of a relationship that you have with somebody on the team. It can be all of those factors and then some. For me, it's like, yeah, I'm a bit bummed because I am bummed about this. Like, I wanted to play this game. I want this. I was hoping this. Sure, they got some stuff for me. But... If I'm really a fan and really stoked about it, I will go and get it myself. I will go and buy it for myself. And that's kind of like, it's kind of what I did for Cyberpunk. So there's a couple things for Cyberpunk that 
for me. Um, this year in creating content has been really super weird in general for me um, because it's been really lacking and that's that's a personal choice. So even though I'm such a huge fan and I've been waiting these last six, seven years and I was so super pumped about it, um, I still am super pumped about it. I knew that to a certain degree, I'm not going to go and get the stuff that everybody has been working so hard putting out content for. I'm not on that level. Do I feel like I deserve it because I'm a fan? Yeah, maybe. But just being a fan, I mean, that's everybody. Mm. And there's like, even if like I was putting out like, you know, update videos about, you know, me breaking down Night City. In the grand scheme of it, of everybody else who's been creating stuff and content, hyping this up, I'm still at the bottom here. I, I still am because I saw so, so many people doing cosplays. Um, I saw people, you know, rearranging and redecorating the room, this theme, showing off the process of upgrading and custom PCs. I've seen, um, you know, different weapons made with, that was inspired by cyberpunk. I saw people doing breakdown videos of Night City. I, I, I just saw people just even just talking about their joy of it. So there's a lot that's going behind it. And I feel like, yeah, those people deserve to have some type of taste, some type of reward for like, here's for being such an awesome fan. If that's a free game, a free jacket or, or whatever it may be. But I know where my worth is. And I, I try to maintain a realistic expectation about what I deserve and what I don't deserve. Um, because everybody's going to feel like, yeah, I deserve this because I did that. Well, how many other people along with you? And how many more people just did a little bit more? How many more people have a better working relationship with somebody, whether it be, uh, you know, Evolve or within, um, you know, CD Projekt Red? Like there, there's a lot you have to take into consideration of it. And it's not to say that you are a bad content creator. It's not to say that your numbers are aren't worthy, but there's just so many factors into it. You can't just nail it down to one. But the one thing that you should never, ever, ever do is talk down about the company in any fashion. If they did you wrong, if they did something that you feel was, you know, it just as a company itself was just morally wrong. Yeah. Call them out on it. 100%. But don't do it because, oh, well, they didn't choose me this time. They're not worth my time. No, they just have X amount that they can do and they're limited. They can't just give it out to everybody. So you have to, it's not first come first serve. It's more of who's doing the work and we'll, we can work with each other to get the most out of it. And that can be, that can be somebody that has, you know, 500 subscribers on or followers on Twitch that could be, you know, that person only has like a thousand um, followers on Facebook. You don't know what it is. But if their content and their work and the ethic and their personality fits into it. Oh, yeah, 100%. I can see any, any company working with somebody like that. And that doesn't have to just do with numbers. Numbers come into it eventually. But it's not all about it. Just really knowing your competition and who, where you align in the big scheme of it. That's that's how I feel. Okay. I I take it as like I take it as you know when you're applying for a job. You know, you can go to school for 
the same amount of time as, you know, the next guy that's coming that came before you or after you in the interview. You guys can go to the same school. You can have the same amount of schooling. You can have the same amount of experience. But it comes down to who's the better person to work with? Who's the better personality? Who who shows they want it more? And not just by being an eager beaver that's, you know, going to say whatever you want it they, they want to hear. Oh, eager beaver. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I find that so funny? Oh man. And I've I've been denied for a lot of things and I get approved for a lot of things. Like, really? Me? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> mm. And there's some there's some where I'm just like, okay, darn. But at the same time, I mean, it's it's not even just being about realistic about where you align with everybody else who's in this competition. It's also reevaluating yourself. I I feel, um, maybe maybe not necessarily right now. The people um, who's dealing with the keys for cyberpunk has the time to do this. Okay, but I think for the most part. Um, you can always reply back uh, and, and respond to them like, you know, thank you for the time. Thank you for, you know, taking the time to look at what I have to decide. Um, I feel you. I feel that if they have the time, you can always ask. They might not respond or give you the feedback that you want, but you can always ask, like, what is it that you feel that I'm lacking? You know, it's mm. not necessarily their job, but if you can start building up that relationship with those people. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I think it, you can get to that point where they'll they'll let you know. It's like, okay, well, it's really this, and you can take that information and improve upon it. And I think it's also a, just a good time, even if they don't respond with some type of critiquing. I think it's always good to really look at your work, see what you're doing, see what you can improve upon, and just reevaluate where you're at. It mm-hmm. never hurts. To even just do it once a like not once a year, maybe once every six months to see like, okay, do I like where my videos are at? Like look at your look at your videos, look at what the content that you created. Go to the one that's the oldest of like six months ago. Compare it to what you have going on now. Has anything changed? Has anything improved? Has it gotten worse? Are you becoming too complacent? Then it's like kind of doing your homework and seeing what, you know, your colleagues are doing. And when I say colleagues, your fellow content creators. If you're doing the same thing as everybody else, it's really hard to really determine the difference between each one because you're going to get to the point where you want that person who just does a little extra, just a little. Even if it's like, you know, you know, somebody who uses the same font as you do for your branding. I could tell you probably the want a little bit of sparkle on it would be noticed more than the person that doesn't. <laughs> just just like come on it's always about personal evaluation it's hard it's hard to be rejected it's hard to be told no especially on something you're excited for mm. but it happens it really does and crying about it every single time it, it happens yeah they notice especially when you do it publicly oh they will notice everybody notices yeah I I used to do that publicly and i realized that that is not a good move not a good move and i think it i realized that through as you mentioned 
conversations and and pretty much echoing everything you you just said, which I'm not going to repeat. That that was your soapbox and segment that I'm not even touching that. That that was all you. But um it's um it's definitely something that I realized was hurting me when I was doing it. And and that's all I got there. But no, that was that was that was all you. I'm not I'm not touching that. Okay. No, not doing it. it we're if, good. If it's not, we, it, we're good. And I just have one more, one more thing about it. So not only do companies and especially PR and marketing people say when you complain because you didn't get something kicking and screaming, I think it gives you a false sense of entitlement because when, when you're bummed about something and it's not just about games, when you're bummed about anything, the first thing that somebody wants to do is comfort you. They want to tell you the good things that will make you feel better. Is that a bad thing? No. But it gives you that false sense that how you're feeling is appropriate and right. Mm. So it, it, and I don't I don't want to say like it's bad that a friend is doing it because they're a friend. But a good friend would tell you to look and like will critique you and tell you, hey, I just checked out your last couple of videos. I kept checked out your last couple of streams. Maybe we can spruce it up a little bit. Maybe we can change this just a little bit more. Or I liked I liked when you did this this one time. You should bring that back and try that again because it really resonated with people. You know, rather than the person who doesn't help you improve your game. Of like, no, your content is great. I love it. You deserve this. Oh, you're so much better than XYZ person, you know? That's not helping you. Mm. That is that is that person fueling and justifying whatever you think you deserve. Mm. Don't 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 bring along a pity party. Take the time to appreciate the friends who did get what you were wanting though. That goes a long way. That really does. Because there's there's been a couple times where I got denied something, but a friend had an extra one. Like, hey, I saw you got denied for this. Would you like this extra copy? Yes! <laughs> I do! Thank you! But they're not going to do that if you're just going to be upset and you're not happy for them for whatever they do or whatever they get eventually. You know? Part of supporting people is being happy for the things that they got even if you didn't get it. That gets seen just as much as you complaining about something. Wow. At least you're at least you're not known as the person that cries because they didn't get it. They're, you're known as the person that supports their friends. I'd rather be known as that person. I'd rather be known as the person that didn't get the stuff but is happy for their friends than the person that got their stuff and just has no friends. <laughs> Because I'm not celebrating other people. Wow. Just saying. And plus, you never know who that person's going to grow to be. Right. This is true. I, I can be an entourage. <laughs> but I'll be like entourage that kind of like, I'm not going to be a yes man. I'm probably going to be the person of like, nah, man. That's just stupid. Happy that you're doing it, but that's stupid. <laughs> you go do it. I'll just watch you. <laughs> you do it. You be dumb. I'll just watch from this side. 
Cheer you on from here. I already told you it was stupid. You still did it. Oh man. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I had an email exchange with somebody earlier today. Um, and they were doing a campaign for a product and I wanted to know if the product was going to be, um, sent out to reviewers. Right. And it's not a game. So, um, so I said, Hey, um, can I get some of that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, can I, let me get some of that. They were like, no, we can't, you know, the wording, the PR use, they use their own wording. Um, not at this time kind of thing. There's a limited edition. So because of limited edition, we're not sending any out to reviewers. So that was the email, that email went out. Then the other email came and I said, um, so is there anything that you're promoting right now that could use coverage? They're like, no, not at this time. Okay. We may have something into the new year. Right. So after that email exchange took place, that was it. There were no Twitter messages, no heated Instagram posts. There were nothing like that because we know, even if it exists or not, we know, me and you, we know that there's a league of PR somewhere. There's a league, <laughs> there's a justice league of PR people somewhere, right? I just believe that. I don't know if it exists or not, but I just believe that there's a league of, of them somewhere and they all know each other and they ask about, hey, what about this one? Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I believe that. Yep. And what about that one? Right. So if that's happening and discipline is lacking, then you're just like, and any, any game that's getting ready to come out in the next couple of years, you may be shooting yourself in the foot right now. Yeah. And that's not what you it's want. Small and they move around in between right. companies, you know? Right. So they bring their list along. It's not like they live, leave their list behind. No, they, their list follows them. That's their personal list. Um, right. And they tear it amongst each other. So, so not, not necessarily on that particular topic, but just on, on the, on, on this particular, uh, mindset, right? When, so because we're still considered very independent, right? Versus, yeah. you know, other groups and outlets and stuff. But when you get cleared to have somebody on your show and you're independent, that's, that speaks volumes that you may not necessarily be aware of. For example, right? You have, uh, next week we'll be speaking with Giselle from Logitech. I'm sure. Okay. That somebody had to clear that. And. Yeah. As they're clearing that, they're looking at data to see if, if this is good or bad for us when it's done, right? So if they say, yes, it's cool, then that's something to be excited about. That means you're friendly enough as a brand that they're willing to do that. They don't have to do that, right? So that conversation doesn't have to happen. I'm kind of, I'm kind of really excited that it is happening. But if they're, if they have to clear people to say, Hey, these things have been cleared. Now I can, it doesn't not necessarily this particular case, but I'm sure that 
there's a clearing process process that goes even with the questioning of the interview. Like we need to clear these questions, 10 questions, 15 questions. We need to clear the time, 45 minutes under or an hour under, right? And then once that stuff is clear, then you could see these individuals, whoever they may be on whatever platform that they show up on. But if you're able to get that clearing from, and now you are in danger of ruining your reputation based on all the stuff that you've built, now you're just shooting yourself in the foot, right? So I'm pretty sure that there was some clearing involved. What's my point? I'm pretty sure there was some clearing involved to have um, someone of her caliber come through real quick, right? Say what's up and then, and then you know, be out or whatever, which I'm, I'm super grateful for that. And there's, there's some other individuals that even in a recent conversation, the last two days, I said, I said to them, I know that you can easily look at my page, my YouTube channel and decide if you want to come on or not. This, this, this is part of my wording. I said, I know that you can look at it and say, Hey, you know what? I don't want to be part of it now. Even if you say no, and this, this is what I said in, in the, the message, even if you say no, I'll still watch the stuff that you put out because I believe that you are the one teaching me right now in this particular realm. That's not going to change. That just mm-hmm. means that I need to get to a place where you can look at it again and be like, yeah, I'm coming. Right. So that's, that was my messaging for this particular individual that I'm trying to get on. Um, huge YouTube guy. Um, so I'm trying to, uh, see how that's going to go. But, um, but like you said, you know, people are watching and we just have to, you know, go, go with it and see what happens. Can you think, even if you think that you're small, they pay attention to those just as much because the bigger established channels already establish whatever reputation they're going to have. And they're always looking for new upcoming streamers, content creators, influencers, because I mean, yeah, it's like tried and true to stick with, you know, like, you know, your ninjas and your Dr. Lupos. But it's also good to bring in fresh blood and new perspective and introducing, especially somebody that's up and coming. And it's like they are making huge strides. They're going to pay attention to those things, too. And that can be literally anybody within the content creator pool. So last question I have uh, for you, and then we can we can move on. You've been around a lot of streamers, especially with girl streamers and stuff like that. What's the common theme or thread that happens um, between individuals or groups that you've seen? in terms of them getting an opportunity and not getting an opportunity? Um, really, it's personality. Like I've seen some that really are, I wouldn't say to- like a toxic type of positive. They're realistic type of positive um, where they kind of, they don't, they go into things, but they're, they're just like kind of just hoping for the best. They don't expect it. Like they, there's no self-entitlement to it for it. Which is pretty much what we're talking about is like the ones that don't really get as many opportunities are the ones that instantly, they're just angry. They can't be happy for other people. There's no happiness for them for other people. Mm. It's like, why did that person get it and not me? I have X amount of followers than they do. I have this many of you times. Is that entitlement. Mm. doesn't happen and that that's just that just content creators in general just like that i've come across is that there's a lot of that entitlement that they think they are much better and bigger than they think they are 
or mm. they actually are really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which that that can go one or two ways. It's always good to feel like you are you're worth something because everything that you do is is obviously worth something. But to be realistic about it, and if you can't get over your ego, <laughs> but nobody don't want to work with that. So, I mean, I, I've recently at your which is something that I have kind of slowly kind of been looking into more because can't I, I can't say what it is, but. Um, you know, looking at content creators and not looking at them from a networking perspective from me personally, but as a company thing. And it's such an interesting way to look at it. I think I've been far more nervous to reach out to a content creator as a business than for myself personally. Like I have so much scared to do it than for me as a content creator asking for something from a company. Like that sounds so much easier than me approaching somebody who's like, hi, I'm from here. You Why do you think that is? I don't know. I really don't know what it is. And the thing is, is that, um, and this, this goes, this, um, this is very true that, you know, when they say that, um, you know, it depends on who you know and what your opportunity is going to get is how well you have these friendships established. I can 100% tell you that the people that I'm going down my list and looking and considering and, and suggestion are people that I know and I've seen their work and I admire their work. Those are the pe- first people that I'm going down the list for. And it has nothing to do with what their numbers are. It's going with like, how well can we work with this person? Wow. What ideas can this person bring that we, we feel aligns with us that we can, you know, let's work together. Let's see what happens. You know, those, those are, I'm not saying that's what we're doing right now, but those are things to consider. Those are things that are going through our minds. That's stuff that's on our drawing boards because we want it to be, you know, beneficial for both sides. That's the way that we're we're seeing it. And that's how way that I want to work and operate that is like, it's not you just directly helping us and we're just like paying you. But how can we just do this as a long-term relationship? Even if it's just for a single campaign, but like to have this ongoing. So that's that's where I'm at with that one. <laughs> Lot, it's a lot scarier. I don't know why it's a lot scarier, <laughs> but for me it is. For me it is, because um, that's like it's a whole other. It's like it's me looking at it the other way. That's wild. Never. So. Mm, I think that's all I got. You got any more? Um. No, that's that's all. That's all I've got too. Okay. All right. So we can begin wrapping. Uh, guys, if we want to tell you about our uh, partners, Lipson, we use Lipson for the audio podcast. Uh, definitely been around since uh, 2004. Love them uh, supporting the show. Uh, if you use the promo code TSR, you'll get uh, one month free. So definitely check that out. Uh, also, Proton uh, VPN is what I use as a VPN service. They do not log. Uh, they have strong protocols and they also use uh, open VPN. Uh, Proton VPN is protected by some of the world's strongest privacy laws and remains outside the US and EU jurisdiction. Definitely check that out. Uh, Proton VPN. I'll have the links in the description for that. And also, if you like coffee, uh, like I do, um, and that's an understatement, you can get 25% off using the promo code TSR with Grinding Coffee Co. And uh, Daniela, that is all I got. 
Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us for this episode of the show radio. We appreciate you being here and checking us out wherever you may be listening to us, um, whether it be live right now on YouTube or on your favorite podcatchers, um, where you can also find us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google us up. We are there. Um, and of course, you can find all of our notes and everything available on the show radio.info. And our audio is going to be available first to our patrons, which you can go and check out Patreon or patreon.com um, forward slash Andrew Alliance. You can also find Andrew and everything else that he has going on in all his videos, his social networks at andrew-alliance.com. You can follow me on my socials on Twitter and Twitch um, at Miss DJM. And until next time, stay safe, wear a mask and have a good one.